Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hour three, Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We're streaming at MyTalk1071.com. We also are on the MyTalk app. And if you listen online or on the app, you should be registered with our listener rewards because this month in June, you can listen for a chance to win $500 from AARP. This and more. See all of them. All the prizes in our listener rewards on our app or at MyTalk1071.com. Stephanie Hansen hanging out for Julia, who will be back tomorrow from vacation. Lori is here, and I don't know what else we're going to be talking about this afternoon. Well, we're going to talk a little Hollywood. Also, Holly, thank you so much for putting the link up. Take the first step in voting and how to register to vote. So I appreciate appreciate that very much. And, you know, I know we had talked uh, last week when um, Warner Brothers had put Just Mercy on all the platforms for streaming free for the month of June with um, everything going on with Black Lives Matter. And, you know, we talked about how that movie came out with so little enthusiasm from Warner's and, uh, you know, Jamie Foxx and Brie Larson and that hot young superstar Michael B. Jordan are just amazing in that uh, in a movie that really should have been more of a contender. Now we have another movie. Paramount is streaming Ava, Ava DuVernay's movie, which also was snubbed big time. Selma mm-hmm. that is available. Um, they have that available for free for streaming. And um, uh, you know, Ava DuVernay, I remember at the time we talked about a little bit, we couldn't believe she got snubbed for best director and David Oyelowo got snubbed for best actor. And then we heard, this week that Oyelowo had told the story about the cast of Selma being snubbed at its Hollywood premiere because they wore I Can't Breathe t-shirts to commemorate yeah. Eric uh, Gardner. And that story's been been uh, confirmed. So I don't know who got Fruitvale Station and, and Weinstein's company bankruptcy, but they could do the same thing with that story. Michael B. Jordan is in that. And... Um, they could do the same thing with Denzel Washington's Antoine Fisher. That's another. Yeah, I never saw that. Oh, that's a good movie. And um, so anyway, Selma, you can see for free. And that's just a great movie. Just Mercy. And you watched that last week. You did. Yep. Do an and the 13th is a documentary that is also out there for free. Mm-hmm. It was on Netflix, but it's also other places. That was Ava DuVernay's yep. documentary. Well, she was on... Um, 
Ellen's, uh, you know, virtual talk show. Oh, dear. I can't believe you're oh, even talking about no, it, Lori. We well, only because Ava okay. was on. And Lori um, is hate watching Ellen's live show. Well, because she is trying to convince us she cares as she sits in her living room with her lone producer lurking behind her in the glass wall and the, the mop with the face taped on it. It's just... It's just so lame. But Ava, she came on and she was willing to put up with uh, Ellen's nonsense so she can reach us. And um, um, what was interesting, and it was just too long for us to cut up and play and share with you guys. But what was really interesting, I thought about watching Ava do Vernay um, talk to Ellen. And it was really Ellen listening. Um, and... Uh, but she said she was trying to figure out why, after all the time, Ava DuVernay, so she's directed Selma, she did 13, the prison documentary, so she's looked at all kinds of police footage and mm-hmm. done all this history. She was trying to figure out why the murder of George Floyd hit such a deep chord within her, within other people around the world in society. And she realized, and she tell, told Ellen this, and I think it's very a powerful recognition. She said, because for once, both the victim and the murderer were shown full face to the camera. And as horrifying as that was, she said to see an officer take a life, his face was known. And a name was put out, and she said, so for the first time, we know the name of the victim and the name of the person who killed them. And that, she said, is what made the difference, because he looked for so long at the camera, Derek Chauvin. Eight minutes and... Yeah. But looked, and she said, we don't, we don't know the d- names of, we know the names of the victims, but we don't know the names of the people who took their lives. She said that that is the power that comes from this instance. And she said, because we watch both faces perfectly framed, it wasn't a body cam footage when you see a person shot and you don't see the officer. It wasn't grainy footage from a security. It was both men right in your face, right to the lens, one begging for his life, one taking his life. And I think the startling nature of that is it made you realize we've let police officers who abuse off the hook by allowing them to recede into society and kind of disappear. We know the names of the victims, Philando Castillo, Oscar Grant, Sandra Bland, Sean Reed, Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, Mike Brown, but we never know who killed them. That invisibility allows us to tell a story that's incomplete. And so for me, having this sense of police invisibility leads to a lack of accountability, which is one of the things that keeps the process repeating itself. So I thought that was really um, coming from... Not sure it works for me, but I it is interesting. If you think about it, we don't know the name of anybody. Well, we know we know uh, the names of the person from the Philando Castillo. We knew, uh, wasn't it Geronimo Yamines? But it's not, you know. Again, the way the video on that one. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. The, it's not. I think that she has. There I, was no question. 
I will say there was absolutely no question when you watch this video in my mind to me, what was happening was so clear. It was it was menacing. It was clear. It was. But if we expose these, quote unquote, bad apples, okay, if 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 you plastered their name next to their victims while discussing the crime, my guess is the number of Derek Chauvin's bad apples would go down if you knew that your that's name a potentially would be yeah that's an interesting thought that it would be that in a be directory infamous. that you couldn't go from Minneapolis to Cottage Grove or to Hudson and be hired that your name it be I mean because I because you only hear about these situations when the police officers have been charged and so few of them are charged in these instances and when they are we forget their names and we hopefully remember the victims but we haven't done that great of a job but I just thought that was just I was just like okay Ellen. Because that is something everybody has asked and wondered. Like, Mm -hmm. why was this the one that created the change? Or could it, will create the change, is creating the change. I think we're, it's too early to see if legitimate change happens, but let's hope. But I guess guess for me, listening to Ava DuVernay say that, and because she, she's, you know... She's seen a lot of footage. That's what I'm saying. And she's thought about it and she's a black woman and she made Selma and she's really, you know, been a voice and just a beacon. of. And I just thought that to me, like felt like, like a real explanation that I was like, yes, so simple, but yet hadn't thought about it that way. And so I, I will Cut Ellen some slack because she did have Ava on and Ava, you know, just even though people probably told her Ellen's show is not good. It's no fun right now. But she likes it. That's okay. It's a platform. Yeah. And get out there. And I will say that documentary, The 13th, changed me. It did. Watching Very that. much so. About the prison sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would recommend also, if you're interested in Ava DuVernay's filmmaking on Netflix, if you haven't had a chance to watch When They See Us. Oh, that's incredible. That's it's another incredible. one she did. Yeah, it came out last year, and it's the story of the Central, Central Park, Park Five. Five. And it goes along. I forgot about that. As, oh. Yeah, as, you know, if you've watched the documentary 13th that Ava DuVernay made about the criminal justice system. And so this is a story that links a true story that links into all of that and we were mad that she didn't get nominated for that i not there was very little love for that show someone i think won an emmy for their performance performance, one of the kids one of the kids one of the the kids but again you know that was just like with what the what the how that how those boys were treated yeah Jarell they Jerome. were yeah Jarell the way they were treated but you didn't know the names mm-hmm. and so anyway I just am like giving props to Ava for putting that you know together and I just with everything that she's done like you said watching all this police footage you know why this and I believe she you know I believe she did think about it a there is um so much footage too just from the riots that just happened yeah the it's just it's stunning yeah the amount of footage of people just getting beaten yeah and by the way michael b jordan was at the um hollywood uh, boulevard protest on sunday he was one of the twenty five thousand. brad pitt was there on his motorcycle he looked real good he looked real good he yeah. had a george floyd hoodie on he just stayed on his motorcycle and 
didn't make, you know, he was by himself. He probably just buzzed down the hill from his house because he just lives right above there. He lives by my friend, um, Tanya Hart. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> Any, anyway, so, so, uh, all right, listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right. All right. I certainly hope you're going to bring us some of this Vanderpump Rules juice. Oh, yeah. So let's start over on page six this afternoon in our Dirt Alert update, where former Vanderpump Rules star Faith Stowers is telling page six that she feels vindicated and hopeful after her former former co-star Stassi Schroeder and Kristen. Help me out with the last name. Doot, duet, 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 duet. Thank you. So mm-hmm. fancy. All right. Well, they were fired for making a false per- police report against Faith. So yeah, today, or excuse me, yeah, today is Tuesday. Bravo fired them after Stowers, who, by the way, is the only black cast member to ever appear on Vanderpump Rules, said that Stasi and Kristen called the cops on her in 2018 claiming that she fit the description of a woman wanted for drugging and robbing men. Yeah. And she says of their firing, I feel so vindicated studios and production are able to see blatant racism and make these positive changes and help move the race forward, help with the fight forward. And uh, yeah, Kristen bragged about it in a tweet and Stasi admitted to calling the cops during a, an appearance on the Bitch Bible podcast. And she also on her podcast just said that they two did years this ago. Two, yeah, years two years ago, ago and that nothing they happened two years ago i mean but it's a different world now and yeah thank goodness yeah um faith said that just before she heard the news of the firings that she'd been praying for a family member she said i was in the middle of a prayer and i felt a sense of i know it sounds corny but i felt it as a sense of glory she said i felt god's presence and i'm seeing yeah. now that maybe that's what that was giving me a sign of optimism and to be hopeful in showing that all of this was worth it. Now, two other cast members were fired from Vanderpump Rules as well. Max Boyens and Bet- Brett Caprioni, they are not returning for any future seasons, uh, citing inexcusable racist comments and behavior that have come to light from those two men as well. Mm-hmm. So lots of problematic things that, I, you know, I will admit I have never watched a single episode of Vanderpump Rules. You know, I'm just I'm just going to say that I have never watched a single episode of this show. I have I'm not tapped into the Bravo uh, universe in the way that Lori you are. So I mean, so like, have we had any indication of this kind of behavior in the past well, on the episodes? I mean, first of all, the there it's the epitome of white privilege. That show. I mean, it's a bunch of white people working at Sir. Waiting on other, you know, people who are white and privileged and, you know, this and that and the other. And but I think the appeal has always been is that so many of us have been waitstaff, honestly. And it is a drama to be. Yeah, it is drama. There is drama. There's romance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I mean, that is always, I think, the chord that is stuck with people. So many of us have been in the restaurant bar business and we've known people like that. So it's just, it's just, you know, that's all. Yeah. So it's the the front of the house, back of the house, yeah, the drama, the hookups, the thing, things. Okay. I mean, Jax Taylor, I mean, he, he accused, uh, you know, Faith Showers of committing crimes to, I mean, he can go to his, as far as I'm concerned, Brittany can go. They could just start all over. Just like much. completely, there's no cast member that you're really interested in anymore that's on Vanderpump Rules. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that Stasi has always bugged me. You either, like, you either loved her or hated her. I think that was kind of the thing with her. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a lot of those Bravo liberties. Yeah. But they ought to get rid of uh, Real Housewives of Orange County, Kelly Dodds. She's just the worst. Oh. Remember, she was making all her corona. Oh, that virus, person. That, and she's just horrible on that show. She needs to go and they can bring, they, they shouldn't have gotten rid of, you know, what's her name? Who owns the gym? Who's married to Eddie? Tamara. Oh, Tamara, Tamara Judge. Mm. Anyway, maybe it's just time for some new shows and some new things. Well, MTV got rid of some people, too. I mean, I'm telling you, they are just getting rid of people right and left in every industry. And good. Good. Ain't nobody got time for this. Yeah. The woman that you're talking about, Lori, I believe, was a cast member on The Challenge. Her uh, and that uh, she was fired over her comments over Black Lives Matter. So that yeah. was the yeah. So yeah. she's being fired too. Let's move on to some legal drama for Reese Witherspoon. Oh yes, yes. Are they suing <laughs> to get her Quibi money now? No. Oh, no, no. This is even better. So this all has to do with her clothing company Draper James. Now you may remember at the beginning of the COVID nineteen pandemic that Draper James had a dress giveaway for teachers. Oh, I do remember this. Yes. yes. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, people. Yes. And (laughs) apparently uh, uh, dresses with frills on them. So this all happened where they wanted to say thank you to teachers. And that here, I'm just going to read the direct language from their initial Instagram post. Quote, dear teachers, we want to say thank you. During quarantine, we see you working harder than ever to educate our children and to show our gratitude. Draper James would like to give teachers a free dress to apply. Complete the form in the link below before XYZ date. They said offer valid while supplies last. Winner will be notified. So, I mean, hey, if you're a teacher and you wanted a free dress, you're going to send in all of your information, right? Well, turns out that Draper James only had 250 dresses to give away during this giveaway. And part of the lawsuit is because Draper James required people to submit a whole lot of personal information, their school email address and their faculty ID numbers. Yep, and nearly a million teachers provided their personal information. And then they were flooded with, Draper James, buy this, buy buy that. But they all thought that they were, even though it said supply, people were really like, oh, we're going to get a dress. We're going to get like this $45 dress. Yes, exactly. So this lawsuit essentially saying like, hey, you are just fishing for our private information and we got no dresses because there was only 250 dresses. You did not make that clear in the language in your giveaway. 
So they could have given away a million dresses. And and then their other point was that all the publicity she got for the good and bad of it, because GMA and Today Show and CBS all reported on it. Before and after, I we even reported we about did. it when the we giveaway did. We're like, was happening. That's so great, everyone's, and we did the math, and it wasn't even going to be that much money. Yeah. So they didn't say while supplies yeah, last. They did. They did. It was the the reason why I think the lawyers have taken it is because of they had to give their email address at the school and their faculty ID number. I don't know that this is going to be a case anyone can win. Maybe, but maybe they're going to get an apology and maybe everybody's yeah. going to get a dress. They yeah. might. Yeah. They might. Because I don't, if you have I don't that think they're language. Get money. Yes, yeah. They have the language in there. So, yeah. So Draper James's attorney is saying that this lawsuit is un, an unjust attempt to exploit Draper James's good intentions to honor the teacher community by gifting hundreds of free dresses. They said the fact that supplies were limited, such as that a free dress could not be provided to every teacher who, re- who responded, was disclosed and is no basis. For a lawsuit. Yeah, that's a, the Quibi people would like to see some money too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. Well, because Reese has a contract. It's not her fault. <laughs> Quibi is not I successful. Know, but I it's know. just, it's like, whoa, that, yes, Reese. Legitimate business practices happen, happening on Reese Witherspoon's part for participating in a Quibi show at the same time. The optics of it are kind of like, hey. Oh. Reese Witherspoon, though, has done a lot more for women oh, and yeah. women oh. in filmmaking and roles than a lot of other women. Yeah. So, True your sides people True that she has but i think these three teachers would like to get everyone a damn draper james potentially they're getting a dress, dress right? <laughs> all right thanks holly uh we come back we have the study of duh and one of them is a tried and true ga- dating game tactic does it work doing this i'll tell you duh. double duh Double Dutch dust, Stephanie. Okay, so this was uh, this study was published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. Excuse me, easy for me to say. One of my favorites because of all the juicy relationships. I know it. Talking like a certain somebody slurring my actors. Um, okay. like Luandy Lachapse. yeah. Or Eliza Manelli. <laughs> Let me tell you a singer song. Tell you a story. Okay, so that's where it was published. The Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. And here it is. Dating games and playing hard to get really works. And Aww. as we're going back out into the dating world, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it might be good to just revisit this old Frequently used, tried and true dating tactics, hard to get, otherwise known as acting cold and mean towards the person you like. (laughs) (laughs) Guys like a chase. Well, and so do do women. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it would make any sense, but we do know it's a tactic that has worked in the past. So this is a study that the University of Rochester did uh, trying to get to the bottom of why playing hard to get does, in fact, increase a potential mate's perceived desirability. Is it the thrill of uncertainty? We're not sure if they like us. And what the professor of psychology uh, that was the head of this study at the University of Rochester, they said, he said, we call it having a higher mate value because playing hard to get makes it seem like you're more in demand. And if you're more in demand, you have a higher mate value. People who are too easy to attract are perceived as more desperate. That makes them seem less valuable and appealing. 
than those who do not make their romantic interest apparent right away. That's so true and amazing. It is, isn't it? And I was always that person who was like, please like me. Please like me. If I'm just, if I do a little bit more of this, will you like me? Yeah. My whole life has been defined by wanting people to like Like me me. and it's exhausting. Yeah. Aren't you glad you don't feel that way as much anymore? I'm working on it. It still is more than I'm comfortable with, to be perfectly honest. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's, here's. (laughs) You care. None. No, I know. I know. I've had very good luck playing hard to get. It's worked for me in many romantic situations. But um, because if you are easy to get, let's say, it just, it's caveman instinct or cavewoman instinct that the other person looks at you as less valuable and less appealing. Mm -hmm. Um. So why is it so, though, universally effective? And so they did all these experiments. I won't bore you with the detail. But basically, across the three experiments, the people who were participating in the study were asked to describe uh, how hard to get they felt the person that they were talking to was. And blah, blah, blah. And the experiments produced a number of interesting conclusions. First of all, people who spoke with more selective, i.e. hard-to-get profiles, Rated that person more desirable, more valuable across the board than people who weren't at all playing hard to get. Just Mm -hmm. head and shoulders. People um, were asked to assign the hard to get profiles, you know, like try and try harder to convince the person that they were speaking to that they'd see them again. Everyone wants to think that they're getting somebody who has a higher mate value like, oh, you know. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Climbing up the ladder. It's kind of similar to like getting a deal at a store. Kind of. Kind How you of. get all excited and you want the thing more because it's on sale and you're saving money. Right. Now, they do have a word of caution about playing hard to get. Playing hard to get makes you, if it makes you seem arrogant to the other person or so disinterested, it will backfire because. Nobody, it's almost like maybe the best approach, it's not the best approach in bed, semi-hard, but in the outside of the bed, (laughs) semi-hard to get is the best, I had to, is the best way to go, be semi-hard to get, instead of all the way hard to get, because then people will... If you played too hard to get, someone just, oh, she just really oh, doesn't no, like me. Oh, no, not me. If you played too hard to get, I just, just wanted you even more. that much faster. All right. Oh, always the bad boy but that no, I couldn't get. Yeah, but no one wants to have the chilly attitude forever. So let's go with semi hard. Yeah, to get. you have to like warm up there's, the there's be conversation hope. a there's little. There's got to be a little hope. That's why uh, the so called, you know, the neg, N E G, when people go, oh, yeah. I the you the, no the, all the I rever- heard was neg neg it's the reversed uh, it's the reverse compliment oh that's my hallmark yeah yeah so oh <laughs> inadvertently can I buy you and your really good looking girlfriend a drink oh yeah reverse okay and then you're like oh what am I you know or you can say that are you what are you and your handsome friend doing tonight 
what about me? You know, the one you're talking to. Oh, you and your pickup lines. Uh, I just. I'm just saying, you know, that that is one that gets people's interest when you do that. Did you really in your, I feel like in your life, did you use these pickup lines? Because you're so good at them. They just roll right off your tongue. Um, I Yeah, I've used, like I've used the one, you know, you're you're so good looking. Just talk to me for two minutes. Let's oh, just talk for two minutes. Cute. Yeah, people like that one. That one. Worked. I was a terrible dater. You were? Oh, yes. I've been a serial monogamist, and I had like five randoms and three serious boyfriends and <sighs> got married on the third. I was like, you know, I got with Kurt when I was like 21. Yeah, you were so young. Yeah, he was... He, he was 30. He was 30. Older man. I know. And I was so enamored with the fact that he was an, an older, older man. man. Yeah. All right. Still well, enamored with that a little bit. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's another study. Do you believe this? The toy, they're calling it the toilet tussle. <laughs> <laughs> or the tug of war over TP. One in five people have ended their relationship over their partner's bathroom habits. Oh, a hundred percent. If you're yeah. with a grocer. Yeah. Some people are gross. Well, this is a current uh, survey that happened across the pond of study of 2000 British couples in quarantine. They are in the middle of the bathroom who left their, the toilet or the um, toothpaste blob in the sink is well, gross. Well, here for guys, the biggest issue, the biggest thing that guys get upset about is how much hair their partner leaves in the shower. That yeah, happens. that one, that one. And then for women, it is the mess and the smells somebody leaves behind in I mean, the old. Men aren't the only one or women aren't the only one who are leaving hair behind. I'm just going to say that. I know, but okay. if for some reason, the hair in the kitchen, the sink bugs guys and women. It's, you know, you didn't flush or, you know, you didn't, you left, you know, why didn't you spray? Why didn't you warn me? Why didn't you turn on the fan? Women really are offended by smelling people's other people's poop. I That's live just a theory, <laughs> and my study had done. I live in Not a house. Not babies. I live yeah. in a house where, you know, you would put the toilet seat down because that's polite. He's convinced that it's equally as polite to leave it up. So no, we no. just that go back flawed, and forth. That is flawed logic. That is flawed that, logic. It's no. just one woman and one man in the house. And he's like, if you expect me to put it down, like, why aren't you putting it up for me and leaving it up for me? That's his point of view. That should not stand. I know, but we could go round and round and round. Because your hand now is going to get dirty putting down that lid that has pea spray on it. Also, the logic being... That guys generally stand up so they don't, when you're sitting down and your butt cheek touches the dirty water. Yeah. Or the cold, cold, the cold. Yeah. And then they didn't (laughs) flush alongside of it and they let it mellow because it was yellow. (sighs) Yeah. Leaving the toilet seat up is also in the top five along with, I've never had this conversation with anybody hanging the toilet paper the wrong way. Okay, I my <laughs> husband gets wound up about that too. I'm like, you can just change it. You, you, that I even you put new need, toilet paper on the roll for you, you is my job. You need to do that then. You say, I'll hang the toilet paper the right way. There is if no right put, way. If you put the, but see, he doesn't know that. Let him know that you've come to his side so he puts the lid down. Problem solved. Well, no after 26, 
six years of marriage, I feel like I'm already in the You could tussle about something else. Yeah, we're going to tussle about something else, all right. But it is not going to be. There is no right way to put the toilet paper on. Well, some people think there is. Yeah, that is just, come on. Yeah, I've never had that either. But most people, many people, I shouldn't say most, because it was 55%, admit they use their bathroom as the place to hide away. From their kids or their significant other, that they pretend they're doing something. I used to do that at work to get away. Yeah, just when I managed a ton of people. Yeah, I would go into the bathroom and just lock the door. Like I just need ten minutes of somebody not needing something. Bam! I think I just told on myself. Yeah, you did, but you know. Or hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Eating in the car, too. That was another good one. Like, mm-hmm. I would just drive to a random road yeah. and just sit in the car and eat my lunch. Yeah. Just stop talking to me. I know. I hear you. Anyway, well, there, we've learned nothing. That was, well, we, we learned, learned something. We learned semi-hard to get when you're back out there yeah. in the time of dating. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the rest of the headlines. That's a little I dare you, Kelly Clarkson. She's on her break now, maybe for the whole summer. She's nothing but reruns. Yeah, she's at her ranch or wherever that's she goes. she's been doing yeah. her show, yeah, remotely. Um I'd like to just give you an update on a movie. I know, Stephanie, you've been following with bated breath since it shut down production, along with all the other movies. That is the Baz Luhrmann Elvis biopic. Okay, I do like Baz Luhrmann. Yes. I just rewatched Moulin Rouge the other day and thought, this movie is a little underrated. It was excellent. It was so good, that movie. I love that movie. I don't... Is it underrated? I mean... I think people who love, I mean, I loved it. I love that movie. Julie and I bring I love a good musical too. Yeah. Because that was from Nicole Kidman. That was like vindication after, after that stupid Tom Cruise and her whole, you know, dumb marriage with him. Oh, that was the first movie after the marriage. Yes. That was like really. And then she did the hours and then she wins the Academy Award. Yeah. But Boz Lorman's Elvis uh, biopic, um, the producers have let us know they're very committed to restarting that movie as soon as possible. They were filming it in Australia. As you remember, that's where Tom Hanks came down with Yes, COVID-19. and he's playing Colonel Tom Parker, right? That's right. They were shooting at uh, Village Roadshow Studios on the Gold Coast, and um, they told NBC um, they just closed the doors on the stages, stored the sets because they're committed to restarting. They had so much done in pre-production. Um, last month, Boz Lerman let us know that they had been rehearsing 
a Las Vegas residency scene for the Elvis movie. They were four days out from shooting. He had built the Vegas showroom, uh, the International, which became the Hilton, and the famous scene where Elvis is playing the showroom, which is being filmed probably for the 68 special. And Tom guides in Austin Butler, who's playing Elvis. And it's a scene where, you know, hundreds of girls, you know, all the screaming girls and stuff. And Austin Butler, he dated Vanessa Hudgens for like seven years. And then he was also the boyfriend. If you watch that great show, The Carrie Diaries on the CW, which was the prequel to Sex in the City. It was about the young Carrie Bradshaw. That's Austin Butler. And I guess he's oh, like amazing. He's, adorbs. he's adorable. He is he's so really, cute, and he looks like Elvis. Yeah, he he does. And yeah. during the testing process, you know, a lot of people tried out for this role. He he transforms from the young Elvis because he basically plays Elvis, you know, like maybe twenty three to like thirty six. Yeah, he's because pretty I cute. Think, yeah, he's really cute. Anyway. Great energy and excitement in the cast. So that, they're getting ready as soon as they can. I mean, I don't know if Australia has opened up yet. Yeah, he's beautiful. We loved him on the Carrie Diaries. Yeah, he's cute. He kind of looks like a young Charlie Hunnam. Kind of. We've got a type, Julia and I. I do like the kind of dirty ones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I don't know what else he was in, Austin Butler, but that was... The one that I was like, just like, wow, who is this guy? He was in the Shannara Chronicles in 2016. Didn't see that. He one. was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, he was he played Tex. He played Tex. Tex Watson. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the other girl that is Andy McDowell's, the young woman who's Andy McDowell's daughter, That's who I right. thought ate up the screen yeah, in that movie. Yeah, she was so good. She really was. Yeah, I liked her too. What is her name? Um, Madge, Marge, Margaret, Quali- Margaret, thank Quali- you. Yeah. yeah, she got to have a nice summer fling with uh, Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I think that's a nice summer fling. Oh, I do. I think he'd be real fun. Yeah. We talked fling, yesterday fling about whatever he has going on in his pants that is apparently substantial. BDE. I, yeah, don't just, don't say it yesterday. You said it. You okay. can't say it. All right. John Travolta <laughs> has set a record in Hollywood, at least on Rotten Tomato. Our little follically challenged movie star can brag that his last five movies were given a zero rating by critics and bloggers. Oh, is he fully just bald now? Yes. He, well, he's been full, fully bald forever, but he had all of his wiglets and but everything. Is he done with the wiglets? No, he does are wear Are we just them. out and about with... He does wear them still. It depends on his mood. If he's feeling like a captain of the sky, he gets out that wig. And if he's feeling like, you know, m- massage mat, then he puts on another wig. You keep <laughs> referencing his uh, supposed dalliances and his private planes over well, the he, course of years. He is. That's a known thing that he's paid out a lot of, a lot of situations well he must have a nice arrangement with his friend his wife yeah the five films though that travolta has with zeros are life on the line which came out in 2016 Gotti came out in 2018 speed kills 2018 the trading point and the poison rose each in 2019 he's becoming bruce willis quentin tarantino um, I think it's a little worse than Bruce Willis. Is I it? think he's becoming Nicolas Cage. Oh. Well, but Nicolas Cage uh, 
yeah, keep know. going. Well, he had to get he had to work and work and do all those things because he made so many foolish real estate decisions. Because he's too many dinosaur crazy. bones purchased, bones castles, and, and the grave he purchased in uh, New Orleans. He's got a big. I went to that. It's yeah, on the too. tour. It's mm-hmm. on the tour when you do the. You know that is it is it true? And Holly, will know the answer to this: that he has been cast to play Joe Exotic in the yes. movie. That yes. is true. Oh. It's going to be great. It's going to be a TV mini series. Yeah. Oh, even better, right? I like these little mini series on TV that are like five to six episodes. Isn't it? Yeah, it's so good. Stephanie, thank you so. It's been a blast. So much for filling in for Julia. You were a little great. mighty might, and I appreciate it because we did a lot of you know we had a lot of some hard, heavy news times, conversations yeah. and all that. So I appreciate you. And we will tune in like we do every Saturday to the Weekly Dish. Yes, thank you. All right, see you kids tomorrow. Job done. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.